Hello and welcome to Life on Point, a media production of Connection Point Church. My name is Darren. I'm the uh, media pastor here at Connection Point Church. And with me is... Hey, Pastor Chris. Excited to be with you on this episode. And today, I mean, last time, if you were with us last time, and I know you may be watching this way in the future, but on the previous um, podcast that we were together, we discussed fasting. Right. And today we're going to hit a equally fun subject, giving. Oh man, everybody loves, loves to talk yes. about fasting yes. and giving money, right? right? I mean, that's just the two most exciting pieces of it's, Christianity. It's why people run here on Sundays. Uh, that's all they want to do, yep. man, is just fast and give. That's, that's, that's Christianity right there. So, so here we are, as far as you're local and you're part of the, the, of the uh, CPC family, we are getting ready to prepare ourselves for our one-time big uh, giving opportunity a year. We call right. it MAD. It's a make-a-difference offering. Um, and, and to be fair, even when I'm up there, I think me and you've been around enough in around enough different type of churches and we're not going to, I'm not going to take jabs, but we've all been in those churches and those situations. And sometimes they're not even churches right? Uh, where they hound you for money. Right. Constantly. And it's constant. And I understand we all know it takes money to run anything, any, it doesn't sure. matter what, whether it's business, whether it's church, it takes money to run anything, right? It doesn't matter. As and a lot of people confuse the idea that money is somehow you know evil thing. It was not. Mm-hmm. We all know that verse has been misconstrued a million times. It's simply right. it's the love of money. Yeah. And and to be fair, none of us at Connection Point Church love to stand up there and ask for this. But we no. realize in order to fulfill the mission and the vision that God has, and not to mention because of where we are, you know, we're trying not to make this completely about CPC, but where we are in our growth. And what we're seeing God do here, we know it's going to take, you know, we know what it's going to take in order to fulfill that. Right. And so we have to, we, we, it's, it's part of our, we have an obligation really to God to ask our people to step out beyond and to go and pass the thing that we know is tithing, which we're not going to talk about today, but step into this world of giving right. and generous giving. Yeah. It's not really about CPC. This is actually a discipleship matter yeah. when we talk about generosity. Okay. Generosity is taught in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, you know, this uh, this coming Mad Sunday, right? I'm actually going to be teaching in this series on being a disciple, and we're going to look at Jesus himself spoke about an attitude of generosity as if it's a given. It's yep. just like it's not something we're commanded. It's not a law. It's just an expectation. In fact, Matthew chapter 6, Jesus' greatest you know, most popular sermon of all, Sermon on the Mount, he lists three disciplines of his followers. And when he lists these three disciplines, he doesn't say, and if you do these things. It's as he makes the statement of when When, you do these things. All right, he says, and when you pray. And I don't think there's any believer, any follower of Jesus who's going to argue, hey, we're supposed to pray. You know, we need to pray. It's not that we have to pray. We need to pray, right? He says, and when you fast, oh, that's a great one, yep. right? We don't do that as often, but hey, it is an expectation when you fast. And then in Matthew 6, he says, and when you give. Yep. And you know, it's interesting to me, if you study just Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, just study the Gospels, Jesus actually talks or makes a reference, right? It's not always a teaching, but it's a reference toward generosity and an attitude of generosity, the attitude of giving, 
if you do the study, he actually speaks more in reference to that topic than he does heaven or hell combined in the recordings of the four Gospels. Which, which is interesting and probably makes sense if you think about it. If there's one thing that has that has sur, that surpasses time and cultures and languages and every barrier you can think of, it is people have to earn some form of a living, right? That's right. And so, and throughout the throughout history and throughout every uh, known culture out there, they the people have to have made a living, whether they grew it themselves right. and traded it in right. money. And income, so it may have been your first fruits or in the things you grew or your animals that you raised. And so it's a, it's a, it, it, it cuts across every, all time and all culture. And so it speaks to us and we all, everybody, I don't care if you just have chickens is the only thing you have in your <laughs> life. If you, if you grow 24 chickens, if you hatch 24 chickens this month, you personally really prefer to keep all 24 of your chickens. Right, right. And so, so yeah, Christ is going to talk about, Jesus is going to talk about the sacrifices of the thing that we absolutely want to hoard ourselves. And, and you think about why do we struggle so much with this topic? I mean, why does, why do we cringe when we talk about yeah. giving? Uh, why do we make excuses? You know I mean? Here at CPC, we unapologetically take up tithes and offerings every week. Now we don't make a big ordeal nope. about it. We're trying to teach people to get back to the heart of why we give, and the heart's got to be back to a spirit of appreciation for what God's given us and a willingness to let go of control of what we have, and we give a portion back to honor God in some form, rather tithe, offerings, whatever, right? We only do a mad gift once a year. We're not that church, as you mentioned earlier, it's going to be up here begging for a special love offering every six weeks. We're not ashamed of giving. No, we do that weekly, but we're not going to mistreat it. And I think one of the reasons people struggle with the topic of giving when we're talking about being a disciple of Christ is one because they've seen it misused, hundred percent, or abused. Yep. Right. The other is a spiritual element, and I think this is the elephant in the room. It is a spiritual element. Why would Jesus talk so much about it? The idea that we have is that it's ours and we control it, and then you got to. You've got to wrestle with that, with the idea of what does it truly mean to be surrendered to the lordship of Christ? Yep. And so when scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil, money's not the issue. No. Even in giving, money's not the issue. And hear what I'm saying. It's not about the dollar no. amount. God's not looking at your giving compared to someone else's giving and saying, oh, you got to give the same amount. It is really a heart issue. And what goes all the way back to the garden? All the way well, back. just after the garden. So you had Cain and Abel. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And they're two brothers, and they both gave. Right. They both brought an offering to the Lord. It wasn't a matter of giving, even. And, you know, I don't really think it's even as much as one was a blood sacrifice versus a Yep. We could, fruit. You, could, you could get into that, but that really, I think, if you look at the heart of it Cain all. Cain was a farmer. You just Abel hit was it. a it's the heart of it did all. Did a livestock. Yeah, it was, it was the, the heart. heart. Uh, Abel gave willingly, lovingly. It was just, he, he. it was what he breathed. I mean, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like he breathed this. This was the air he breathed. The scripture even and says yes. he brought of the first yep. of the yep. of those sheep, right? Exactly right. Where yep. uh, Cain brought some, some. Yeah. of the fruit of the ground. Exactly. There's this whole idea of priority and heart behind all this. And I think we can't miss that piece. 
that generosity honors God yeah. because it's not about the money. It's about what has control of our heart. Where's our heart at when it comes to what we've been given by God? And are we willing to follow God enough and honor God enough to give some away to a cause or to a need or like to the church to supply the, what needs to be done for the ministry? I know uh, um, we'll be teaching a little bit about giving um, this coming weekend in this case. And, uh, and so you got a, maybe you got a verse or two you just want to run through real quick to kind of illustrate this point. Um, so if you're seeing this before Sunday, you may hear a little bit of this again. <laughs> if you're seeing this three months from now, hey, it'll be right. brand new, fresh material for you. Well, the the um, first of all, let me start off with a quote first. Yep. All right, here's a quote from a French sociologist, oh, Jacques Ellul. Right. Very nice. I probably totally, totally destroyed that name. <laughs> uh, but here's his quote, and think about this because this is really the, what we're dealing with here, right? an idea of generosity being from the heart. He states this, there's one act par excellence which profanes money by going directly against the law of money, an act for which money is not made. The act is giving. Hmm. So this is how the world views giving, right? It's like, it makes no sense. We're not supposed to give money away. We're not supposed to be generous with our resources, that is going completely against what money stands for, right? Yep. Yes. Isn't it awesome that God is always countercultural yep. when it comes uh, to greed or selfishness? He's always going to be the real par excellence is the glory of God, right? Because this is God's nature. And here's something I'm going to talk about this weekend that to me is just uh, so powerful. Generosity displays the heart of God. It's- uh, the Hebrew word for generosity is tzedakah. Now, if you study Old Testament in the, in Hebrew and you study the ancient names for God, one of the ancient names for God is Jehovah tzedakah. Jehovah, self-existent, eternal God. So think about this. The self-existent, eternal God is tzedakah. The word tzedakah is also translated as righteous. And the Jewish people interchanged the same word for righteousness and generosity. So when they say the self-existing eternal God is a righteous God, they're also saying the way we know our God is righteous is because our God is also generous. And then the most famous New Testament Bible verses, we would all probably quote, we see it, Everywhere, you know, heard it everywhere, our whole lives, whether you've been in church or not, it's probably John 3, 16. And it speaks to the generous nature of our God, for God so loved the world that he, next word? Gave. He gave. What did he give? (laughs) Gave his most prized possession. His most prized possession. His son. For the world. Jesus, in uh, Mark chapter 10, verse 45, says, Even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Generosity displays the heart of God. Yeah, I mean, the, it's throughout the scripture we see this, uh, from new to old, like you said earlier. And, and as, as we knew we were going to talk about this, it was an odd verse came to my mind, actually, out of Matthew 26, uh, 6 through 9, 
and it's uh, Jesus was out and about, and he stopped at a leper's house and uh, named Simon. And it says, while Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Mm-hmm. That was her That was her offering. That right. was her offering to him. I know you can go all kinds of ways with that, and I'm not trying to, but it, simply put, this was, this was, this was her gift. Yeah. This was her giving to the, yeah. to the to Jesus right there. And right. the disciples didn't understand it at all. No. They saw it completely as a waste, right? Because there's going to be people, if you if you feel in your heart like uh, so to give above your tithe, this was not a tithe. No. This was not anything it's to do with offering. her. This is her offering. This is what she did, and she broke it over him. And the crazy thing, if you think about to show the differences in heart, and I didn't uh, copy and paste it down here, but the verses immediately following this, after Jesus tried to explain to them what she had done for him mm-hmm. and why this is how important this gift was, the very next verse is Judas goes to the high priest yes. and asks, "How much money can I get yeah. for bringing him to you?" Yeah. So money, wow, can think be used that. in so many ways. Think and about just how deep that one, that is. yeah, and that one little picture right there. Yeah, one bringing her all and one wanting something in return. You know, it's and that's the difference in the heart. It absolutely is. I mean, think about how deep that is, what you just said, because Judas, Scripture tells us, was the treasurer yes, he was. of the disciples. He right? knew He money. kept the money back. He was a money man. He did not appreciate her pouring out this right. expensive perfume for Christ, right? Right. Because he thought of what it, I think he one translation even says, he says, could not this have been used for the poor? For right? the poor, exactly. And Jesus right. said what? Like, the poor will always be there. Exactly. This was done, he said, for my burial. Exactly. This is for his glory and adoration. So the the beautiful thing about it is, is it's not like God says a certain amount that we right. have to give when it comes nope. to an offering. Now, we're, again, we're not talking about tithing. Tithing is a whole different conversation. Yeah, but totally. the attitude of generosity is an offering. Um, here's a Bible verse that grabs me when I think about offerings. It's 2 Corinthians 9-7. This is what the Apostle Paul taught the church in Corinth, right? <clears throat> Young Christians saying, okay, what do we do with this generosity thing? Here's what he said. Each person should do as he's decided, here it is, in his heart. Right. Not reluctantly, not out of compulsion. You're not being guilted into this nope. since God loves a cheerful giver. 100%. God loves the person who's giving, not because they have to, not because they feel forced to. They're giving whatever they decided. I mean, he even gives us the freedom to choose the amount, right? That's right. We use wisdom with that, but it ought to be an offering that's related to the adoration of our heart. And and Paul teaches a lot in actually Corinthians because the Corinthians were a— disobedient church for lack of a better word a bunch of new converts very immature very immature and so they needed a lot of explanation on things and money was one of those things because they were highly romanized uh and so they were citizens of rome and they were uh and they and so giving in the roman world is how you gain status right and so that was their heart their heart was so they gave right but it wasn't for the purpose of of their heart it wasn't because uh, they saw they saw uh, where it was a spiritual element, 
they saw it strictly as as vying for position because as a uh, as a person a wealthy person in Rome if you gave x amount to the governor and that in return went to Caesar then you would get a position mm. granted mm. to you and the more mm. it was the, mm. the higher your title was so there were people so now they are they have heard the gospel received the gospel or going to church with one another but there's some element of the world that they mm-hmm. were in that still existed, mm-hmm. and they, these were they were people trying to buy their way into positions in the church mm-hmm. into 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 that front row. And that's and, not how this works. That's not how this works. And that's exactly what he was trying to illustrate to them right yeah. there. In fact, he goes on and and talks about the Macedonians and how they give out of their uh, out of their out of their nothing. Yes, right, because they were yeah. they were desperately poor. And yet they gave, uh, they gave in support of in support Paul's of ministry th- exactly because well there was a great famine and the church of Jerusalem was going mm-hmm. through grief and they were starving to death and they gave despite their lack they had nothing there was a famine had been uh, over the entire region for yeah, years right. and they gave from that and it was from their giving from a very poor people that basically lifted the church of Jerusalem out of their out of their need and so that's, right. that's the heart of it all it is the heart. Um, which is what we see in Acts chapter 2, right? When you yep. read right after Pentecost and we see what was the daily discipline of the early church, right? They were meeting in the temple courts, gathering together, large yep. gatherings, worshiping. Then they were in house to house where they were breaking bread together. They were taking care of one another's needs. And the scripture says that the ones who had an abundance, the ones who had houses, plural, lands, plural, began to sell some of those off, right? And the scripture says, and this isn't socialism. This is generosity. This is care. They said, and everyone in that church, it says, and they had all things in common. That's not socialism. That's they were caring for the needs. Those who had abundance was taking care of the ones who were in lack during this time period. Because right after here, right after this, right, not long after this, persecution is going to rise, the famine is going to come. There was a system of caring. Again, if we can get any message across to any of you who are growing in your faith and trying to be a disciple of Jesus and you're wrestling with this whole idea of generosity, please, please, please go back to the source of Scripture and see that the whole idea of generosity is about your heart. And it's about an adoration back to God for what he has given you. Don't make it a legalist issue. It is a heart matter, and we are to use it for the glory of God and for the caring of one another. No, that's exactly right. And if you and the giving also comes down to also trusting, you know, where you're giving your money to. Exactly. I mean, and so if and if you trust the church you're in or the or the the ministry that you're given to, or the organization that you, who you believe does the work of God. And if you trust them to do what that that is, it's out of your hands at that point. Right. You do what the Lord puts on your heart. Put it in the hands of those people. And then it's the, then the then the then the Lord is going to hold them accountable for what they do exactly. with it, and and it's it's a heavy burden. We know that, and we know giving is a is a uh, especially any time it's tough. But we know over these last handful of years, it seemed like the economy has been all over the place, mm-hmm. and we know that everybody's going through different seasons in their life, and we know it sometimes it's easier to give more than it is others. Absolutely, and uh, and so and uh, and so we honor and respect anybody that gives, and uh, and so and and, and as as Pastor Chris has said over and over again, it's a matter of the heart, and uh, and so, and as we close this uh, today, uh, it's like, and he as he was just said just a moment ago, it's like just refer back to the scriptures, 
and, uh, and, 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 and look at who the source is of everything that we have. The Bible says that God owns everything and he right. is, he is looking at us and he is looking at our hearts and he knows the intent of our hearts. He does. And if your if your intent is good, then whether that amount you ever give is, is large or small, and that is what he has asked you to do and your intent is well, guess what? God will bless you. And that's what the Bible yeah. says. And, that's all we can ask here, and this is uh, what we ask of you, is just for you to, to always live your life on point. See you next time. Yeah.